But what we realized is that when, when times are good, people were just purchasing and buying. And that doesn't necessarily mean dentistry. That's just all across the board. But our teams really need to embody that. And that's challenging because even some of our established practices, patients don't really look to help send more patients. Marketing patients are the hardest patients to convert, get in the door, get them to accept treatment, get them to come back, get them to refer. You can totally right. do it, but they're harder. So I think, you know, in the strategy of marketing, you know, we're going to spend the money doing things with like what your group does and, and digital marketing. Welcome to another episode of Dental Marketing Go. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. And today I have a special guest, Dr. Hamish, who is part of Dental Depot, and they have a ton of practices down south. And he's going to share how he's grown his practice and what he's done to navigate the ever-changing algorithm of Google. You're going to want to hear this, and he's going to give you some really great insight that's going to help your practices grow like never before. All right, so why don't you tell me what you guys are experiencing that's driving the most growth for you guys? Well, you know, post-COVID, the market has significantly changed, right? And so we're seeing trends in markets and all kinds of different things from staffing. And it's not a secret that HR, you know, and, and human capital is, is a struggle in our industry, no matter what we do. And what we're having to do is just like I have said for all the years I've been in business, that somewhere along the course of the year, you almost have to reinvent yourself. What worked last year probably won't work this year. We have to yep. make some shifts to the model. Our biggest focus this last year, as we've realized that, you know, there is going to be some turnover. People are going to skip to to find the next better deal on the other side of the fence, right? We have rightfully kind of focused in what we're kind of good at and, and kind of going back to leaning down kind of what we do. And the biggest thing we're looking at is, is going back and training. And what we spent is a lot more time training our doctors and our, and our hygienists um, at that service model that really brings that patient to have a real experience. Because one of the things that you can't quantify well to the highest degree is an experience level because it's a feel. But what we realize is that when, when times are good, people were just purchasing and buying. And that doesn't necessarily mean dentistry. That's just all across the board. And, you know, post-COVID, the government printed trillions of dollars that made us feel comfortable. And that's now led to some, you know, concerns and issues to all of us as we run our businesses. But I think going back and training our teams and, and spending time with them, uh, really getting them to understand why, you know, a, a, a service is needed to team a patient becomes the most critical because those moments are so important and yep. us all fighting for the same number of patients, the quality of the time spent is going to be outweigh the quantity that we've kind of all had over the last few years. Yeah, that's for sure. So, so you would say the biggest thing you're focusing on right now is the internal patient journey. Is that right? Yeah. The whole internal from the time they, they, we, we, the patient calls to their greeting at the their first greeting in our office to their experience as they walk through and meet our hygiene team and our doctor team all the way down to exit, right? And so, you know, our goal is, is that they come in as a patient and they leave as family is kind of our motto. We've kind of lived with it, but our teams really need to embody that. And that's challenging in a time where we are where we're there could be turnover and there are people shifting in and we're trying to build culture. And I had a great discussion with somebody yesterday that is culture really what we think it is post-COVID? Because the way that we fix culture is by throwing money at it, right? We, we, that's uh, what we've done. I mean, we've, oh, yeah. we're seeing more than we've ever paid. 
Um, and that's our answer to culture, right? Because today, culture, I don't think, is what it was pre-COVID. Sorry to disrupt the show, but I got something crazy to share with you. We are attempting to connect with all of our listeners. We have thousands of people that listen to this podcast, and we want to meet you in person. We have four events coming up, and I want to give you a discount code that you can use for the next week to save $300 off your ticket. The discount code is Gary Bird, and the link is going to be just down below. You can also go to smcnational.com forward slash events. I hope to connect with you in person and help each other grow our businesses. Can't wait to see you soon. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. And, and it's definitely moved from a, um, an employee market to an employer market. It's moving back to now because of everything going on in the market. So let's talk about that, though, that internal that you want these patients, that internal marketing, you want these patients to come in as new patients, but leave feeling like they're part of the family. How, how do you like how does someone practically do that? If someone kind of goes, you know, what, I know that's the right thing to do. How like how do you even begin doing that for or how do you guys build it? Well, build it? I know you well, built a referral program recently as well. Right. We've, we've kind of built an internal referral program. We're going back to grassroots, but really, ultimately, you know, we've seen a shift in hygiene's our biggest shift that we've seen in our in our in, in Dell environment. And with the, with a higher compensation that we're having to now overcome, the only solution many of us figured out is to put additional patients on the schedule. Right. So we've gone from a six or seven, eight patient day model to 10, 12, 14 patient model. I heard a model from another group that they're incentivizing their hygienist to above 10 patients a day to get an additional 10 or 15 bucks per patient. Well, the challenge you have there is you're, 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 you're taking a model and you're shifting it to where you're creating revenue for sure, but you're not creating a, a relationship with the patient. Our typical hygienist sees about 6.2 to 6.4 patients a day. Right. So we've kind of held true to the pre-COVID model, at least in, in, in our market here in Dallas. And what it's allowing us to is, is we're giving the hygienist an enormous amount of quality amount of time to spend with the patient, right? With, with wellness scans, education, airway, head and neck exams, really yeah. making sure that when they leave our, our clinician clinical team, they've had a full blown experience. Right. And I think it's, we, we MPS score our, our sites. We Google obviously reads like most groups do. But I think going back and get, allowing that time is what is, is happening that's, that's helped. Like all of our patients get wellness scans through the iTero. Um, they really get a good education on their own. And then what happens is a conserver will then make a buying decision based on their feel, right? Most of us do purchases on emotional decisions. And mm-hmm. as long as our teams understand that, then then actually have these decision discussions that's what's well for the patient. We never drive revenue. What we drive is is really clinical health, and it really drives yeah. the revenue itself. Got it. Okay. So, um, what's the and 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 then inside of that, it, part of that is your patient referral program that you launched. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're just really incentivizing our patients with 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 referring back to us. So we kind of give them what we call a gift referral, where they can come use in and use some depot bucks with us and and get you know towards toothbrushes and whitening and some ancillary services and really allowing, um, you know, our, our patients and our other team members to become the real source of referral. As you know, Google's the animal in the room and, or the elephant in the room, and we're all having to deal with their algorithm and how they track and everybody's got the best answers to solve it, but everybody's all dealing with the same elephant in the room. 
And so we decided this last year, knowing that, that our, our spend for that is going to significantly increase, that the other way is to really go back and train our teams and having that experience and so letting our patients know we're growing. Because even some of our established practices, patients don't really look to help send more patients. So we actually yeah. created campaigns of, hey, help, help us grow. We, we love you. And, you know, and so we've created some internal things. We've just rolled that out in this last quarter. We're starting to see an uptick in new patients, right? And so I, yeah. I, I recommend always internal program. I think you said it in one of your lectures here earlier this yeah. year that I attended. The same kind of 100%. Concept. Yeah. So the internal patients, the thing that most people don't realize and where we sometimes take for granted is that marketing patients are the hardest patients to convert, get in the door, get them to accept treatment, get them to come back, get them to refer. You can totally right. do it, but they're harder. Patient referrals, right. someone else is doing the selling for you. They're going to, they don't care if you schedule them a little bit further out. If you happen to miss the call, they'll call back. They'll, they, if they, uh, if they no show for the first appointment, they'll show up for the next one. They'll accept more treatment on the first. I mean, basically the way I look at it, every two, two or so marketing patients is worth about one patient referral. And right. it's, it, it's just a, such a better way to drive a dental practice. And then what you want to do is then add marketing on top of that to fill in the gaps where, where needed, yes. because now you can, you need more volume because you hired a new associate. So th that's where it kind of gets tricky is like, Hey, we just opened a new office. It's not doing too hot. Or we just hired a new associate and they need. 40 more new patients a month, patient referrals can't solve that, right? Like it doesn't. And, and you know, we, you know, you kind of look at it. Most of us that have been running businesses and practice for a long time kind of just need to go deeper into the well and, and dig for solutions because look, look what happened pre-2007. I mean, before all the digital media became where it was, how were we running our businesses, right? We were running them off, you know, a pseudo kind of a website, which wasn't a big deal back in the early 2000s. And then it was the yellow pages, right? And so you look yeah. at how we got, patients to the door then you kind of dig deep and you really did it internally you did it with just asking your patients you know things like our docs we were asking our docs now to send thank you letters for new patients uh, that you might see with additional referral card dropped in to say yep. hey you know we're growing and loved having to see if there's any other friends or family that you want here's a great referral card for us i mean it and, and those things are so low cost so I think, you know, in the strategy of marketing, you know, we're going to spend the money doing things with like what your group does and, and digital marketing. But, you know, the other problem is, is a challenge that we all have is that we can have all the digital marketing and external marketing and bring a patient to the door and absolutely just screw that up. Right. Yep. So 100%. we think internal up and outside in creates an, a kind of a, a symbiotic relationship and an environment where that patient really wins. And, you know, we don't get it right 100% of the time, but boy, we're sure really trying. And, and just to your point in the past, I mean, every Google review positive or adverse is, is, is responded to. And, and I mean, yep. groups are doing this. I mean, we're not, we're not sending it, we don't have any magic potion, but what I do think is, is that you've got to do things and you got to consistently do them and you got to do them well, right? Don't yeah. try to be yep. everybody for everyone or everything for everybody, but try to stick to the five or six things that you do well. And then grow from it, right? And I've been known to do a hundred different things to try to think what sticks up the walls, right? I mean, that's just how I've run. And and you know, I one drive my team crazy. Two, it, it's pretty two. expensive. And three, what you would realize is you dig deeper and you come up with a plan that works better. Yep. Yeah. You know, and I think the big thing is is that dental. So other industries have dealt with this forever, right? This has been an ongoing problem in other industries, and everybody kind of knows it in those industries because it's the norm. In dental, this is not the norm. It's the norm everywhere else, but this is now becoming the new normal in dental is like, 
hey, it's super competitive. We can't just say, yeah, we're dentists and we went to school and the doors flood open. You know what I mean? Like sure. it can happen sometimes, but usually not. And then, and then, and then, so then you have to get better at marketing and you, and then once you get better at marketing, then you're like, wait, 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 what makes us different? Why, why are, you know, all the stuff you're talking about internally, it really starts to click. And when you get everything firing all, on all cylinders, it feels really good. Like it feels really good when you go, ah, I got it. Okay. Now we got it. And then now we did talk about this before I hit record, we were talking and the one thing where I think that people get messed up, especially at like the executive or the director level is you were mentioning, you know, executives are trying to pull levers and say, let's just grow this marketing at scale. The problem with dental is that's different than a Tesla or an Apple where, you know, we think of these great companies and their amazing marketing. They're marketing globally with a distribution system to get their products out globally. Right. Dental is only done locally. You can't do it globally. It's impossible. So you're only influencing this little circle around your office. Once you figure out that, that office, then you have to move on to the next one and the next one and the next one. And every right. time it's a little bit different. Yes. And sometimes there's pour over, right? Sometimes you can say, okay, we know our site should look like this because it works really well in almost every market, but there's, there's always nuances. There's always different services and, and different, different times that they're open and all those kind of things. Right. And, and we get to kind of look at this because we're, you know, we're in, we're in four different markets, right? Five different markets, four states. You know, we, we're in some high, highly desirable markets. Our group's very doctor-owned, a, a DSO. And so we get to kind of measure different markets, whether it's Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Dallas, it's Kansas City, or Phoenix, right? We get to kind of see, hey, what's working in one market and not another? Because each market does have uniqueness to itself, right? And different demographics, yeah. different different you know, thought processes, thought logics. Phoenix is different than Kansas City. Kansas City is different than Dallas, right? Different Tulsa's, ages, different ages different, of people. Some are going to be younger, some different income levels, all right. that stuff. Right. So it, it's, it's the challenge that when you're in a, 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 in a you know, DSO like ours, and, you know, we're, we're a, a big branded DSO with, with Dental Depot, with Dr. You know, Glenn uh, Ashmore started in the 70s. And so we're kind of a, a slow growth, kind of a methodical group you know, fully doctor owned, but what we do have is a luxury of being able to bounce things off of the different groups and the different, you know, different cities to say, Hey, well, this is working well versus not just like any other group that's, that's kind of diverse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. This is, this is right insight. I know the people that are watching this that have kind of gone through the ringer, but they're a little bit before you in their journey. They're, they're not quite as far as you have come. I know these kind of things are very, very helpful. And I, I, I would like to pose this question to you to kind of pick your brain with the final question. Sure. If you were in, imagine you're in a stadium, you have 30,000 dentists in there. They all are kind of at that like three to five offices, but they all want to go to like 50 is their goal. Yeah. And, but you know, and I know that there's like a 10 threshold that everything changes and then 25 and everything changes and et cetera, et cetera. Gosh. What would be your message around growth for them? They're, they're like you, they want to grow. They're going to keep growing no matter what. Right. What would be your message to them to help them keep keep pounding away? Well, I, I think there's a lot of challenges, right? I think I think we all have the innate ability that want to do something. We can kind of see the vision, you know, five and ten years out. The, the challenge is the the runway to get there isn't fully designed, right? One of the things I learned is we kind of went for in, even in the market that I manage here in Dallas, going from you know one, two, three, four. We've got seven now here in Dallas, and continue to grow. And our Smith model is a little bit different. Our footprint's about 5,000 plus square feet per practice. So our, yeah. our, our practices, and we own all the real estate. 
So our model is a little different. So we don't know that it's an appetite for everyone, but what I would tell anyone that's in the space is that when you get that three to five kind of area, that's kind of your breaking point. That's kind of the bottom of the J curve. If you can kind of break through the J curve through this, right? It, it is, and it's partly planning. It's partly process. It's, it's really having a runway of money, right? Because what's happening is, is you're basically stealing from Peter to pay Paul. And we were all going to feel it. We've all been through it. I've been through it. My partners have been through it. Right. And so what happens is that you've got growth occurring, but you've got expenses behind it. And, you know, uh -huh. to the outside world, they see the 95% that everyone else sees, but the 5% you're living every day, right? Have some allies and, and, and coaches and some things. And the first thing I would say is anybody did it, get some mentors, get some help, right? Early in the game, don't feel like you have to do it alone. There's a lot of folks doing it. But that three to five is the J curve. If you can manage your way through it, right? Because it the expenses do outweigh costs early in that game. Once you get to that six, seven, eight, it starts to blend out. The revenue starts to catch up and you can start to move forward a little bit. But I would say be conservative in, in your process for the first three to five to seven. And then so good. get to that growth stage where you've got your processes built. Up. That's so good. That's gold. That is, that is yeah. amazing. Because yeah, you... You don't know what you don't know, right? And all we do right. is we listen to these people who have a thousand locations. They have different problems than we have at 50 locations. And that's you right. have different problems than someone who has 20 locations. And that's right. different than the guy that's starting his first practice in a second. So right. I, I, that is golden, golden advice. I really, really appreciate you coming on today and sharing absolutely. all these gold nuggets with us. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Gary. Hopefully we'll do more. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Thanks.